Folks, you know you're in for a treat when you hear that tune, because it's time for another week of the Rec Poker Podcast. It's actually episode 559. Um, uh, this is the Chats edition. We also have a forums edition every week where we just talk strategy. I'm your host, Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game, and at Rec Poker Jim on Twitter. And I have the best freaking job in the world, talking poker here with my friends on the podcast every Monday night at 7.30 Eastern, live on YouTube. You can join us every week for free and win a prize just for showing up. We've got a great guest lined up. We're going to be talking to the Casino King in just a moment. But first, I have to thank our sponsors, uh, the Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino. You can find out more about them at the website, uh, runaces.com. Most of what we do here is free. We're a largely volunteer-based organization, so we depend on support from our sponsors and also from our premium members uh, who take part in our training material and study opportunities for only 15 bucks a month. And uh, I'll say for less than 50 cents a day, if you like talking poker with friends, if you want to connect with, over Zoom with other fun, encouraging poker players, all trying to get better together, um, give our premium membership a try. You can always get your first month for only five bucks by using the code RECPOKER or just sign up for free. Uh, everything starts with a free account at Rec Poker, and all you need to join is an email address and a smile, but we do insist on both. Now, they let me host the show on Mondays, but I'm only one man. It takes a group, a gang, a village, a crew to make all the magic happen here at Rec Poker. We call this group of wizards the Wrecking Crew. And if you want to learn more about me or the rest of the Wrecking Crew, you can head on over to rec.poker slash crew, or you can just listen up because you're going to meet a few of them right here on the show tonight, uh, starting with none other than producing co-host Chris Jones. I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5b5 on Twitter or 5x5 in the Poker Stars home game, and I help run our monthly deep dive study topic. And this month we're looking at transitioning to cash games. So if you're more of a tournament player and you're kind of somebody who stumbles into a cash game and says, what should I be doing differently here? Uh, this month is a good topic for you to join us and talk about that. My name is Joe Coolis. Uh, you can find me at Joe Cool PhD on X, or you can find me at Elvita Eleven in the home game. I am responsible for PsyOps, which uh, apparently is of uh, Taylor Swift fame now. Um, oh, I'm boy. not involved in that particular process, but uh, my workshop is called PsyOps. But maybe I am involved in that particular <laughs> process. Only you have to show up to find out. Uh, what I do is I'm involved in applying psychological sciences to the poker world and the poker games that you're playing um this month we will hopefully be looking at learning theory and how it applies to casinos broadly but also to poker very specifically I mean, that's on the third thursday of the month i guess jim jim should prompt me to say so that you know nailed it nailed it and i am john somsky also known as poker geek mn everywhere and I run the home games for our online games for Rec Poker. And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman50 just about everywhere. And you can uh, catch up with me every first and third Wednesday of every month, where we go through different poker books and we dissect them and try to figure out what the author is saying and try to apply it to our own game. Great discussions. Come and join us. 
is just a few of the wrecking crew members uh everyone has their own little areas of expertise or their areas of uh fun that we lead the charge here at rec poker um i mostly just help make sure that the calendar goes accurately so we all have different strengths that we bring to the table um i'm really excited to be welcoming the casino king to the show he's got uh minnesota written all over him we actually i reached out because i saw the running aces those those notorious yellow two dollar chips uh in in one of his videos online and said oh we got to make this connection uh, matt thank you so much for coming on the show and uh welcome to the rec poker podcast Absolutely. Thanks for having me and shout out to Running Aces. You know, I'm, I'm glad they support you guys. They support me as well uh, in different ways just by allowing me to film at their casino. And it's been a, a huge plus for me. So shout out to those guys. And uh, thanks for taking the time to invite me on your show. Yeah, man. Well, it's uh, it's a labor of love. We love talking to people uh, involved in the poker world. Uh, you've got an interesting story. Uh, you know, So you used to be working with Sports Illustrated. I know um, you kind of got into writing and content creation uh, you decided to make the move into essentially like poker uh, video content in the last couple of years. And now not only are you, you know, uh, leading your own popular uh, video brand, you've, you're you involved with Poker Org, um, which is a fantastic uh, news organization that's covering the poker world. Um, well, don't let me put you in a box, man. If uh, If one of our listeners met you in the elevator today for the first time and didn't know anything about you, how would you describe your current role in the poker world? For sure. Um, you know, it's really hard to explain in a quick elevator pitch uh, because my life has been a roller coaster the last couple of years. But uh, to put it in a nutshell, I've just always loved video. Video has been something that I've always had a big passion for. Um, I went to college to study television, worked in sports media. And then when the pandemic hit and we were stuck inside, I started making um, little poker skits on TikTok. And one night I or one morning I woke up, uh, one of them had went viral. And I kind of had a panic moment because I was I had a pretty prominent job at the time. And <laughs> I didn't really want people to know that I was making these skits. Um, so I had quickly changed my TikTok name from my my name, Matt, uh, to something. And so I named it the Casino King and um, kind of lived under the radar for a while, for about a year, just still making these skits that were going uh, that were getting a lot of traction, doing both blackjack and poker. Um, once, you know, obviously pandemic hit, there was a lot of online poker. So I was playing basically every day. And then finally, people at my work started finding out about it and they were pretty supportive of it. Um, but uh, it got to a point where Ignition Casino reached out to me and asked, you know, what would it take for you to to make content for us um, or allow us to sponsor your your, uh, your content. And Poker Org was also offering. And I kind of talked to my wife and decided that, you know what, I really love making these videos more than anything. Um, so I made the jump back in June uh, to do this full time. And somehow I'm still able to do it, which I, I feel like I'm conning the system. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know how we've, how we've done it, but here we are. Well, your wife sounds like a very patient and accommodating person. I've seen her kind of her influence on some of the uh, clips you've put out or, you know, you've even featured her a few times. Um, what kind of like what do you have to do to maintain that kind of balance in the household where you're allowed to just like go and kind of and when I say dork, I mean, in a very affectionate way. I'm a dork and I like recognize the dork in you um, to like have this like awesome, cool, fun, dorky video thing like i sound like you've really cracked the code um uh, did you have to get her on board is she just a you know the wind beneath your wings kind of situation tell us a little bit about that 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's no uh, secret that having a good support system in life is a cheat code, and she's been a huge support for me. Um, she's a big numbers person, so she understands. She's an accountant, uh, and so a lot of times my poker style, she understands the numbers, you know, more than than you think I would, and so she questions a lot of things I do. But it's kind of nice because <laughs> it keeps me honest. Um, she's always been kind of like when we moved out to LA, it was like a big, uh, a big risk when I took my first job. And so I think she's always kind of trusted that I would never put us in a bad spot. And when ignition offered, um, to, uh, to become one of my sponsors, they also offered to fly uh, me and my family out to the world series of poker in June. So right away I was like, Hey, these people are flying us out. We got this amazing Airbnb out in Summerlin. Uh, had like a pool. We made like a whole family vacation out of it. So I think she was like, okay, this is nice. This is nice. Um, and uh, that was a good jumping off point. So shout out to Ignition for making it a smooth transition and, and helping, um, you know, settle her nerves, my nerves. That was a big part of it for us. That's awesome. Uh, well, we I've got a bunch of questions for you. Um, I know we, we're, we've got a bunch of people watching live over YouTube right now. Um, if you're in the YouTube uh, audience, Feel free to type any questions uh, for the Casino King here into the chat, and we'll make sure we get them to him. I also, you have a job, YouTube chatters. I need some names of famous poker players. We're going to be playing Stake Study Stack uh, at the end of the show. So please enter some uh, famous poker players' names into the YouTube chat. And of course, we're also going to give away a prize as part of our raffle uh, to help support food banks around the world. Uh, so stick around to the end of the interview. You'll have a chance to uh, win a prize as part of our food bank raffle and i guess i should say um we've we've we're making it gang we finally got youtube to the point where you can make a super chat donation and if you uh choose to make a donation through the youtube super chat um we'll uh make sure to share a portion of those proceeds with a uh food bank um either one here in ontario or perhaps the uh second chance harvest heartland down in minnesota that we recently did a benefit for um at running aces so get those uh, get those questions in the youtube chat um, so Casino King, you, uh, moved to LA where did you start in Minnesota? Is that where the story started? And uh, I saw you there recently. Are you back or what's going on with that? Where's home turf these days? You know, like, like everything in my life, it's a long story, but I, the, the short answer is I did live in Minnesota for a while. Um, and then we moved out to, uh, LA in 2015, um, back when I first started my sports media career. So we lived out there until 2021. And then moved back to Minnesota um, in March of 2021. So we're just setting up, kind of setting in our own roots here. And um, but have been back now for a couple of years, and it's definitely feeling like home. Nice. Well, there's some great games in LA, from what I've heard, um, where they actually let you play No Limit Hold'em. Um, a lot of our regular listeners will know that in Minnesota, the game is spread limit, uh, which just means that you can bet a maximum of a hundred dollars at any given action point. Um, Matt, have you developed a technique or a strategy adjustment for playing in spread limit now that you're back uh, back in God's country? Yeah, I mean, let me just say it is those are two completely different worlds. And I learned that the hard way. I mean, mm. I the, the place I played was Hollywood Park in L.A. It's next to the airport. Those are tourists, people that are just flying in and out. It's next to the Ram Stadium. Those people don't play poker all the time. And a lot of times they just have money to burn. Then you land in Minnesota. And you go to these card rooms, either Canterbury or Running Aces, and uh, the same people go there quite a bit. And so they're they're pretty pretty seasoned pros. And uh, I got eaten alive 
<laughs> I didn't even know what spread limit was when I first got there. And so I was just like, I'll figure this out as it goes. And, uh, you know, I hit the ATM quite a bit early. <laughs> um, the, the strategy that I've kind of found is that I find success if I can get it to a point where you're putting in max bets uh, on the turn and river. So like if if I got to the point where the I have a decent hand and we're putting in max uh, on the turn and river, you know, that's that's usually my goal. Whether and I try to be pretty polarizing with that, but it's it's tough. It's tough to play my style of poker and spread limit because you get in a box and I can get myself in a tough, uh, tough spot. I did just play in running aces uh, survivor tournament, which is basically a no limit game. Um, and it was right. nice to do that for the first time uh, about a week ago. So that was it was I felt a little rusty, to be honest, but it was nice <laughs> to have that option. So talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, you say my style of play. Um, it sounds like that involves leverage, like applying some pressure on later streaks with big bets. Um, has it, it, first of all, is that correct? And secondly, has that always been your style of play or is it something that you've adapted uh, over time? Yeah, I mean, when I first started playing, I've always just been a gambler. Like I've I've loved sports betting my whole life. Like blackjack has been a big part of my uh, backstory. So I'm not afraid to risk money. And my comfort zone is always like, and something that we could talk about later is just whatever money I put down on a poker table, I want to be able to lose it. Because if I have that mindset of I'm not scared to lose this, then I can put max pressure on people that might be too scared to lose it. And that's how I've had a lot of success playing against other people that are similar to me, content creators that are really trying to stay within a bankroll and a budget. Um, That's where I get in trouble in Minnesota because I can't. I can't make you risk your entire stack. I can only make you risk a hundred dollars. And uh, after you risk a hundred dollars, the first time, the second hundred is, is a lot, you know, it's easier to just flick the the black chip in. So that is, that is the toughest thing about being a reckless player. Uh, those later streets, I can't put the pressure on and I have to find other ways. Um, but that's not to say I don't try. I mean, you've seen me, I, I still try to find a way to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a chore. Now, I know Chris has a question, but I want to just take off uh, one uh, segue there. So it sounds like you don't consider yourself a professional player in the same way that like you you uh, you make your money from the poker world, but through content creation and sponsorship. And so it's not like oh, you tell me, do you have like a segregated bankroll that's just for playing and, and it, you know, you strictly have to manage that? Or is it kind of less important for you how many buy ins you have in the back pocket? Because it's not the same. It's not quite the same relationships a professional player would have with their bankroll. Absolutely. So the best way to describe it is my food for my family is paid from content. So all of that comes from my advertising on YouTube, on TikTok. But last year, I made $15,000 playing on live streams. And so my my bankroll didn't come out of my grocery money. That was all money that, you know, I set aside for poker. And I, I strongly try to track it and make sure that I'm in, I'm not just hitting the ATM all the time. So while I'm not a professional player that is paying rent and, you know, stressing about the dollars everywhere, I am taking it very serious. You know, I don't want to lose money trying to make money. Um, so it's it's a, a happy medium there, but I definitely never put on the facade that I'm just a full time poker player. Yeah, that that I think you've cracked the code. Then we were talking about this over the last couple of weeks with uh, Joey and uh, Chris Fox Wallace as well uh, about finding that sweet spot where 
you can make money playing poker, but it's not what you depend on to make money every month. That feels like the right way to fit poker into uh, a rich, full, balanced, fun life. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Jones, jump on in there. I see you unmuted. Yeah, um, Matt, I'm curious, you know, you talked about your playing style. Um, I got to sit with you at Burning Aces weekend. Um, this uh, I was, what was that, two or three weeks ago. I was, it was really a treat to play with you. Um, and there was a kind of a legendary hand that came out of that. Well, maybe we'll put this in. The, I don't want to relitigate the hand. We can put it in the show notes, let, let uh, our audience kind of see that if they didn't see it. But one of the questions I had for you as a content creator is uh, to talk about your playing style. Um when you're in a hand, how much are you trying to just play your best poker, and how much are you like, boy, if I bluffed here, this would this would be this would be a really good content if it got <laughs> like, how 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 do you balance the that kind of that kind of push pull there as a content creator? Absolutely, I mean, so there's a couple different ways to think about that, but the funniest and and most realistic way I can tell you sometimes you know how you get pot committed. There are other times I get content committed where I'm just like, I'm already committed to this hand for the video. And if I just fold now, then it's just I don't make a video of this. So at this point, it's going to cost me another hundred dollars to try to push it to the limit. And uh, and I, that does happen to me a lot. Oh, like specifically flush draws, straight draws. It, those are situations where it pushes you over the edge of like, I know I probably shouldn't call here, but I'm going to stick it in because, we, you know, at this point, we got to We got to see it through. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's kind of, you know, one way that, uh, that I find myself just playing a little bit different because of the content, um, side of it. But, uh, you know, another side of it though, is like, I, I open every hand, try, I try to do that pretty consistently. So it's a lot of the pre-flop stuff is consistent and then whatever happens on the flop and afterwards, um, that's kind of when the wheels can come off a little bit, uh, in terms of the strategy. <laughs> Now, did you try and like become a more studious player when you decided to make this leap into content creation for poker? Did you uh, take the study of the strategy more seriously at that point? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, some of it just comes because if I'm not smarter, then I can't make content that smart people would like. You know, if I if I'm making absolute errors in every video it's not really watchable. So a lot of times understanding the thought process, understanding why something is a dumb move allows me to kind of make it more of a smarter joke instead of just like, Hey, look at me. I'm an idiot that just lost all my money. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I know I was, well, I did the, a dumb thing here. And, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a roller coaster. So absolutely. And I've, I've been taking coaching. Um, I've had multiple poker coaches in the last year um, and, uh, I've definitely come leaps and bounds better as a poker player in the last six months and the last two years for sure. Now I hear people say, you know, Jim, I'm not a good enough player yet to get coaching or I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not at the level where I like need coaching to take my game to the next level. And I always tell these people like, <laughs> you're crazy, like getting coaching, getting someone to help you understand what to work on to give you the shortcuts to some answers, you know, some easy low hanging fruit um, is invaluable. What, uh, what have you found to be helpful from, from getting coaching? And, and was it just a, did you decide, you know, I'm just going to ask some smart people to help me with my game or how did you get into that kind of re coaching relationship? Absolutely. I mean, the one thing I would say about coaching is it doesn't make you worse. That's for sure. Right. It'll never make right. you worse. So if you sign up for coaching, it can only 
uh, only make you better. I've done multiple different types of coaching. I've hired somebody for thousands of dollars and did like a package, learned a bunch. We went through and talked about uh, poker tournament strategy, you know, just basically really unlocked some things in my mind that I wouldn't get from watching a YouTube video. I did one on one, so I was able to ask questions. I didn't feel like an idiot asking those questions. Probably the best $2,500 I spent um, in a long time. Uh, I also have a partnership right now with Charlie Charlie Carroll, who uh, I'm not paying him, but we are we just have a partnership of he's investing time in me to prove that if I follow his you know elite university that you can become a winning player. And I've already and had some, anybody some can do it. Is that the idea of you? Yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> hey, like this guy that plays reckless, you know, if he does it, you guys can too. So I also have like a but but I think that what that looks like for other people, though, is in other ways, you know, like I talk to really smart players locally too, and just run stuff by them and try to get their ideas and thoughts. So there's different stages of coaching that you can approach. Um, and I've also done group coaching too. So they they all have their benefits. And if you were wanting to make money in poker, I think it's fine to invest in. Yeah. And I, and I tell people, you know, just think about it. Like if you, if you enjoyed golfing, um, and it was a hobby that you liked, you would get some tips from the assistant pro down on the range. It doesn't, it's not, you know, 50 bucks or a hundred bucks for an hour's lesson. It's not like you're going to make that 50 bucks or a hundred bucks back the next time you go play golf, but you're going to be better at this thing that you love. And you I mean, that's, that's valuable. And, and let alone to a, something like poker where you actually can make that money back. It, it's like an investment in your own uh, future, in your own uh, skill in the game. So I do encourage people try it out, um, you know, find, and, and even if you're not interested in paying for coaching, Find a community like Rec Poker or one of the other great communities out there. It doesn't have to be ours. And start talking to people about poker. Talking to people about poker is how you get better at poker. Um, so don't learn in a silo. Don't just try and do it by yourself. I can't emphasize that enough. Go get some help and uh, and have some fun uh, getting better at poker. Um, Matt, before you got into this particular path that you're on, um, how did you kind of come across poker or poker knowledge did you just look like grow up playing with friends and family did you see rounders what was it that got you into it so i uh i went so i, I was in minnesota when i was younger and so i went to mystic lake and uh fell in love with blackjack and mm. it was something i loved to do and uh it was it was i won right away so i just i don't know it's the worst thing ever happened to me is i won playing sure. blackjack the first time and so when I moved out to L.A., I was I was talking to my buddy one weekend and I was like, we got to go find a casino. Like, there's got to be a place that we can, you know, play some blackjack. And so we went to Hollywood Park. And when you go to Hollywood Park, they have a rule that every blackjack hand, you have to just forfeit a dollar. So they make you pay a dollar ante. It's horrible. And I didn't have that much money. So I was trying to bet five dollars, but then I'm forfeiting a dollar ante. And I was like, quickly, you know, I'm not a math guy, but the math wasn't adding up. And so uh I was like, this is dumb. And I realized they have a massive poker room there. And so I was like, well, how much does it cost to buy in for poker? And um, it was only $100 to play one, two. That's the max buy-in. So I bought in and I realized how much more time you get for your money playing poker. And I was like, this is phenomenal. This is like a, I don't feel rushed. Um, I got coolered right away. I had a straight, but I didn't realize there was four cards to a flush on, on the board. So mm -hmm. I, you know, but I fell in love with it right away. And so after that, I went home. I started YouTubing just like 
basic poker knowledge. My wife bought me a book, like, you know, like one of those books that's like this, this thick that you got from Barnes and Noble. And, uh, <laughs> and then I watched uh, Dan Negrano's masterclass uh, and, and Phil Ivey. So like I started with the very stereotypical, um, you know, trying to get better, learn the basics. And uh, that's kind of all I did for the first couple of years was I was just, you know, still playing for fun and was a total fish uh, and probably still in, but a bigger <laughs> at the time. <laughs> well, let's talk about sort of your professional, the professional side of things. So you've, you've, you've moved into being a, a, a poker industry professional, you know, relatively recently. Um, what surprised you about the poker world that you weren't expecting when you decided to, to cross the, cross the bridge? Yeah, it's quite the, uh, you know, the thing that has that it, that it hit me like a freight train was I really came up on TikTok. So when I was on TikTok, everybody on there is my age or or not, not, not anymore. TikTok is definitely everybody. But before it was my age and I was old, like a lot of younger people. So no one knew who Phil Helmuth was. No one knew, you know, what what basic strategy is. They're asking me questions. And it was so positive. It was such a positive environment. Like I was responding to, to comments, just basically telling people what blinds are, the poker 101. And uh, that, you know, started into YouTube and I started doing YouTube and a little bit of negativity started creeping in. And um, I was like, oh, this and are, we, are, are we talking about the comment section here? Yeah, was, yeah. The, yeah, the I've heard, section. I've heard, I've heard. And then, uh, and then I was introduced to poker Twitter. And that was just mm. like, oh my God. Once I started making content for Poker Org, they're like, and then just throw that up on Twitter, you know? And I was like, oh, whatever, nobody's on Twitter. And some of the stuff that gets written in the comment section <laughs> or my DMs, I realized how toxic, you know, the poker community can be on, on Twitter. And I'm not throwing any shade, but it's just the truth. And so trying to figure out how to balance making content for TikTok still making content for the newer poker players, but also making content for people that have been playing for way longer than I have. That's been the biggest, um, the biggest struggle for me. And I'm, I'm figuring it out, but uh, because they want to post content everywhere, but try not to offend, uh, you know, better players by posting the same video that people would find a lot of value on, you know, YouTube or TikTok for. That sounds like a, a juggling act. And yeah, Twitter is very polarizing for poker. It's got some high highs and some low lows. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Joe Coolis, jump on in. So I mean, I had an actual question along along those lines because your the videos that I've watched, um, and I, I'm not a, you know a, a, a connoisseur at this point, but I'm going to watch some more because I, I I find it fascinating how you're willing to admit, yeah, this place sucks because lots of people won't. Um, but there's an obsessiveness that runs through poker at times, um, made up largely of uh, individuals in a lot of games that have a lot of rules. And that doesn't always go well when you post a video online where you're essentially avoiding those rules. I mean, to be honest, when I was watching your video today, I was like, oh, God, what is his comments going to look like? Because he's going to get shredded for making that bad at that particular moment. How do you navigate that with um an obsessive fan base of like uh, the one that's in poker. Yeah. I, so there's two different types of negative. Um, and one of them I fully embrace. And that is, that is, you know, poker is a maddening game. So like you could play a hundred percent to the rules and still lose. And that's the beautiful thing about it. 
if it wasn't that way, then I'd be a, an idiot, a complete <laughs> idiot. I'm just a sort of an idiot now because, you know, I still find a way to win. But but the sometimes but the uh, <laughs> the negative comments, I embrace those on Facebook, on YouTube because it's good for my video. So like if I play reckless and somebody's like you moron, yada, yada, it's like, that's fine. Put that in there. You know, it's it also is fine because people have conversations if you go back through and look at people that aren't talking about me, it can start with somebody saying this guy's an idiot, but then it'll turn into a ladder of people being like, well, why is he an idiot? And then this is what you should have done here. And you see people talking to each other in a constructive way. And so I more so view my videos as uh, conversation starters and people will, and, and you'll see that actually as well in my poker org videos that I make. I try to start conversations and I don't necessarily answer them. And we, you know, get people to comment and start um, communicating with each other. So that negativity I can deal with all day. It's uh, it's certain poker players that are like coming after me personally, um, you know, on their own platforms and and trying to actually like hurt my career. That's a different negativity that I'm still figuring out how to deal with. Um, but uh, the the trolls and stuff like. I have I I welcome it honestly and it doesn't doesn't hurt me my feelings. Well, I have a strategy for you to deal with the trolls. I don't and it, I guess the question is how deep does your geek go in terms of and uh, you identified yourself earlier as kind of dorky. What how far does, how deep does that go? Is it very deep or just kind of deep? I mean it's I I I geek out about a lot of stuff. So I don't know if I'm answering your question 100% but I well, I I'm, very much am a geek. I'm, I'm leading into something. Do you know who Guild to Sorrow is? Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you ever get confused? Do you want to explain to people what I, who I am bringing up in this particular moment? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you. I just okay. uh... <laughs> Guild to Sorrow is is the real Casino King, also known, uh, if my sources are, as the Monster of the New World. It's an anime character in. Um, in uh, One Piece, so, so for the geeks in the audience. And a part of the reason I'm doing this is because when I was looking up your name and I was typing Casino King, my son's eyes lit up. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he watches the One Piece obsessively. And so I got to comment on it so I can so I can show him this and, you know, he'll be proud of me. But I do think that he looks pretty, pretty frightening. So anytime anybody says that, just send them a picture of the casino, of the other Casino King, and, and, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Put a little fear in them, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, talk a little bit about um, the process that you have. So you you play in card rooms, you get their permission to record uh, action at the tables. Um, you've got, uh, you know, a little stand for your phone. You record the videos there while you're playing. And you you're very prolific. I mean, you put out a lot of great stuff. Uh, tell us a little bit about what happens after the tables. I assume a lot of the work of the production work happens away from the tables. Absolutely. Yeah. All that happens at the table is I take short videos on my phone. Um, I start and stop at the beginning and end of any hand that uh, that I plan to play. Um, a lot of times I the biggest issue is if I push record before I get the cards, it's not a tell. If I wait to look at my cards and I'm pushing record, then people kind of know. I have something I'm working with. So um, I get a bunch of videos. I go home and then I rewatch my session on in, in like rapid. Basically, like, like I'm swiping through like boring, 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 boring. Um, and I can usually tell if a, if a hand's good if the video is longer than seven seconds. 
Um, so then I go through and I'll just heart them. Like if you look in your phone, you can favorite things. Um, so I'll just like the videos that I think are good. Eventually I'll just drop them onto my computer, then go through and label them. And then I put them in wins and losses. Um, one of my strategies is I don't want to post a bunch of wins and I don't want to post a bunch of losses. So I will usually go to whatever the opposite folder is and pick one of the solid, you know, a solid clip from a win if I just post a loss or vice versa. Um, and then I, I look at it and I kind of just start writing down things that are in, going through my head. Um, so some of it's hand history. If there's like a, you know, a dumb joke that I have, I'll also put that in. Um, and then I record the audio and either I'll edit it then or I pass it off to my editor uh, who will then kind of put the cut things up together, time it up and add in some sound effects. And how long did it take to kind of get some facility with things like on on screen graphics and text and that kind of stuff and just adding that production value to the to the work? I think it I I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit advantaged on it because I've always been a video editor. But uh, once I got my process down, it probably took me, you know, about a month of doing these vlogs to like figuring out, OK, I've streamlined this process. It takes me an hour to do it. Um, so I've got it down where I can make a video in about an hour um, outside of the plane. So once I have the file uh, from writing it to editing it to posting, it probably takes me about an hour. Cool. Um, so tell me a bit about uh, Poker Org and your relationship with them. Uh, they came on the scene in the last couple of years. They've really been making inroads, trying to sort of be the the player's perspective on news and poker today. Um, I, I I should say I'm on their player advisory board, so I'm a fan of what they're doing. Um, they don't pay me or anything, <laughs> but, but I, I think I, I like to support their organization. They seem to have uh, their heart in the right place when it comes to covering poker. Um, how did your relationship with them start? And if you don't mind getting into like some of the details of how, like, I'm, I'm always fascinated by this role that certain people have within the poker world as, you know, we're, we're in that elite group of people that get paid something to do with poker without playing poker specifically. So like, talk a little bit about that relationship and that, um, that report. Yeah, absolutely. So it actually started um, a little bit before I even met Poker Org. I worked for Zynga Poker um, and sure. they had launched a TikTok account and asked me to help them um, build up their page. And uh, after about a month, um, we had a bunch of viral videos, a lot of success on there and got them to about 130,000 subscribers. Um, and so Poker Org saw that and they were like, hey, we're going to start our own TikTok account. Would you want to come over and uh, make some content for us? So I started making some videos for them. Um, I was doing just, they basically just said, Hey, turn in a video. We'll pay you X amount for a video. Whenever you, whenever you feel like it, we'll take it as much as, or, or as middle, as little as you want. Um, and so I just started making some videos, uh, had some more success. Um, I also had the Phil Hellmuth interview around, around the same time. Um, so that was taking off and then poker news reached out to me and, uh, was interested in potentially working together. Um, that got back. I think they actually reached out to Poker Org and told them like, hey, we're going to reach out to Matt and try to hire him. And then Poker Org was like, what would it take for you? We want to just sign you to a different deal that you're just with us on a more consistent basis. So um, about, you know, about in June, same time as Ignition, 
they brought me on for a for a more consistent basis, and I now help run their YouTube account um, and work on them with video strategy. So I make content for them, but I'm also helping them out in other ways um, in, in more of a consulting role. So it's been really cool. Sarah, who's like the head of their content um, there, is an absolutely amazing person and one of the best people I've worked for. So I'm super blessed to be a part of that family. That's awesome. Is that where the the booth, the background with all the poker cards with all the playing cards up? Where did that where did that when did that enter the uh, the production team? So that that entered right around the time that Rob the Robbie Lou cheating scandal happened um, because I realized I wanted to cover some content like that. And that was um, that was not for poker org. That was just like I just want some sort of thing in my room. So I just went out and bought a bunch of those huge cards that you see at uh, at Walgreens. And I just took some tape and stuck them up. I think my wall's ruined if once I pull those all down. But uh, but no, so I, I just built that in the corner of my room and I've ad- slowly adapted it to be a poker org set now. Cool. No, it's really sharp, man. Uh, it helps you Thank stand you. out. Um, well, and uh, it, I'll remind our YouTube uh, folks, if you've got any questions, type them in. We're, we're about 40 minutes into our interview here and I don't like to keep our guests too long. Uh, I know you've got a lot on the go, Matt. Um, actually, let's talk about that. What's what's coming up for you? What are you looking forward to uh, as we round the corner into February 2024? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, So my wife is just about to have a baby. So I'm kind of uh, shutting things down for a little bit here. It's our Whoa! second. Very excited. Okay, uh, congratulations. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Super excited. It's uh, It obviously takes a lot of prep to get ready for that. Um, so for the next month or two, a lot of what I'm going to be doing is local stuff here in Minnesota. Um, I'm running some uh, tournaments on ignition and doing stuff like that. So for the, up until April, I plan to just be in the Midwest. Um, I definitely am planning to go out for World Series of Poker at some point. And uh, my friend um, Cairo, who I do a lot of a lot of content with, um, he has some uh, some opportunities coming up to potentially play in some live streams uh, out in Los Angeles. So uh, if those opportunities come up, then I'll definitely be um going out west to play in those hopefully uh in april nice man well congratulations on so many fronts i mean it it's it's you're really finding your path here it feels like you're really hitting your stride so really congratulations that's great news thank you um i like to tease a little bit of strategy content out of our guests here on the show um you are you you're always kind of like looking for a hook in these hands like you have to find something interesting and sometimes that's going to be the just, you know, the the size of the pot or something weird about the betting pattern or something like that. But you must also see a lot of kind of like weird plays from uh, from, you know, a, a variety of skill levels of opponents. What are some ways where you are playing with someone and they kind of indicate to you without telling without meaning to that they are less experienced or that they're capable of making the kind of mistake that you'd like to capture for uh, for a clip? Yeah, I mean, I think it it comes down to a lot of times people will talk to me more. Um, and a lot of times if they've seen my seen my content, they're they're wanting to tell me all about how they how they saw my stuff, how long they've been playing. And you just learn. So nobody sits down at a poker table and they're just like, hey, man, I don't know anything about what I'm doing. I've been playing for five days. Like, and I, I somehow get a lot of that. And uh, it is walking a fine line 
of trying not to take advantage of those people as well, because, you know, a lot of times they're, they're followers and people that support me. So I actually, uh, I have a story. I was playing that running aces and I had a, a guy sit down and, uh, you know, he told me, he's like, I just started playing poker, you know, in the last two months. And, uh, and I, I love your videos. I saw you were playing here. It was for the no limit thing. And he's sitting right to my left and, uh, I have pocket aces and literally a uh, king comes out on the flop and I like bet and he raised. And I was like, I know you have, like, if you've only been playing for two months and you're raising me here in this situation, I know you have a king. And then in that spot, I'm just like, I could take all your money. And it's just a tough spot, you know, cause you're like also trying not to, it's probably like just gray area to even be talking about, but it was, I ended up just slow playing it. And I just was like, I'm not going to take all your money. And I basically just bet and then would call his raise. And I, I only had aces, so it's not like I had a flush. And at the end, he flips over King Deuce offsuit. And, right. and I was just like, man. And then so afterwards, you know, I was talking to him, like trying to tell him like how to play better and stuff. And then I was like, man, I probably missed out on, you know, $500 there. Um, but it's an interesting spot, right? Because I one thing I deal with is I'm I have a lot of people ra- rallying behind me here in Minnesota and I wouldn't want to be a neg- like I don't want to be that guy that's ruining people, you know. So I don't even know why I said all that, but that's that is <laughs> I have a lot of those situations where people overshare and I find myself I'm not a bad person and so it's trying to trying to navigate being a good poker player but also a good human at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you represent a brand or an organization. Like I get stopped at the tables from time to time um, and people are like, oh, you know, I really appreciate what you guys do with the podcast or you gave this advice on a show and it really meant a lot. And you do. I mean, Matt, we're both like generally nice people, um, but poker is a competitive game. And there is that fine line and there is kind of like that tension. We were playing it at the Rec Poker Weekend at Running Aces and I was in a tournament and someone shoved in late position and I was in the big blind. And I looked down at King 7 suited and I was like, this is a call. Like this is, I, look, check the charts. This is a call. But I, if I call, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna like get that reaction from this player. And I did. Um, so I made the call and I did. And I think we might have lost a listener <laughs> based on how that went. <laughs> but, but it is a tricky, it is kind of like a tricky little tension in this zero-sum game that we play. So I, I feel that. Um, what? But you, at the same time, it's obviously, you you must find that very gratifying and validating and rewarding for people to take the time out of their day to, you know, tell you that they enjoy what you're doing. Has anyone really like swept you off your feet? Has there been one comment that sort of like cooked you a little bit when they were telling you? You know, there's, I think the thing for me is anybody that takes time out of their day to even say anything to me. I still don't, I still don't believe people watch my content until I, you know, but uh, we were at, um, it was after the hustler stream and we were, I was with a bunch of content creators and the content creator space is very competitive. You know, everybody's like, Oh, I'm this and that. And I'm still relatively small compared to a lot of vloggers out there. Um, and we had all went to raising canes and like in, or in Compton. And, um, this kid comes up to me in the in front of everybody. And he's like, Hey, you're casino king, right? And I was like, I am. Yeah. And I've never had somebody in public that's not at a casino come up to me. And he's like, uh, I love your content. I've been watching it for a long time. Like I used to live in Minnesota. Now I live out here and it's cool to see running aces. And I was like, thanks, man. That's so awesome. It's nice to meet you. Do you want to take a picture? 
And then there's a couple other guys who I won't say their names, but they're bigger than me. They're like, do you, wa- do you watch anybody else's content? And he's like, nope, I don't. And I was like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Small wins, you know. <laughs> the, Minnesota, That's awesome. the Minnesota connection, though. But uh, yeah. anyway. That's one that sticks out to me for sure. I love it. Good for you, man. That's fantastic. Um, we're going to move on to stake, study, stack in just a second. Um, but before we do, I'll give our YouTube chatters one more chance to add any more questions in there. Um, Matt, what's one piece of advice that you would give recreational poker players for how to improve their game? Uh, just one piece of like low-hanging fruit that's like a common thing that recreational poker players have in common that, that you think they could improve on. Absolutely. I mean, my my best advice and take any advice I give with a grain of salt, but it's just to always play within your means. Don't don't play Mm. in a game ever that you aren't financially comfortable playing in, because like I was saying, I like to make sure that I I financially am comfortable making any decision needed at the time. And if you're playing in a game that you can't make those decisions, you are so easily exploitable, even though it's more fun to play that higher tournament, even though it's more fun to try to play the you know, two, five game, if you're not ready for it, it's just going to be a hard lesson. So just stay, be patient with yourself and your bankroll. That's good advice. Um, last question, I think for, for you in particular, until we get to the speed round, um, what are your goals now? Sure. I mean, I have, I have different goals. One of the goals that I have always had is I want to be one of the greatest content creators of all time. So not necessarily just in poker, but like I have a short film I'm working on that is that's uh, casino related. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have other bigger media goals that I'm working on as well. But from a from a poker standpoint, I just want to keep on getting better and better and be an inspiration for people that, you know, you can put in the time and be a better player. Um, so my goals are just to continue to grow as a poker player and uh, not lose all my money. <laughs> Those sound like very good goals. Um uh, Chris, why don't we close out uh, the question round with stake, study, stack, and then we'll move on to closing the action in our speed round. All right, Matt. You, so this is a game we call stake, study, stack. Um, basically, I'm going to give you three names. You're going to pick one of these players that you'd like to uh, stake in a cash game or tournament, one that you'd like to study with, and one that you'd just like to take all of their chips. Okay. Um, okay. And... Um, I know uh, you've been just talking about how competitive a space it is. So I hope I'm not creating any bad blood, but I've got some content creators uh, for you uh, for the list. So the three I've got for you are Brad Owen, uh, Marley Sprague or Marley Poker, and Greg Goes All In. Oh, excellent. All right. So it's stake, study, or stack. Stack. Yep. Okay. Um, well, stack easily has to be Greg because he's a (laughs) great friend of mine and it's, I, can't i can't uh i easily want to stack him um i would probably want to stake marley because she is a great tourney player and there could definitely be some really high payouts with her i I think she's an amazing player and i i'd already study brad owen so it's easy for me to to say that i think that would be my i think those are my final answers all right awesome thanks All right. Good answer. So uh, we're going to close it out, folks. Uh, Closing the action here on the Rec Poker Podcast with the Casino King. So, uh, Matt, you know how this works. We are going to hit you up with some speed round questions. Quick answers, fast answers. If you have to think about it, you can say pass. All right. Here we go. We're going to start off with a super easy one. We're just going to, like, let you warm up in the pool, get those ankles wet. 
Here we go. Get ready. What is your favorite poker hand? Nine, ten suited. Great answer. Poker, is it a gamble or a skill game? Gamble. What's your biggest poker pet peeve? People that yell at other players. <laughs> Good answer. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, absolutely. Is Ace King a drawing hand? Yes. Uh, in tournament play, are you pro-chop or no-chop? No-chop. What player type are you? Reckless. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. What is one thing that you are afraid of? Hmm. Making myself look like an idiot. On <laughs> Brave man. Brave man. Uh, should vacations be lazy or busy? Lazy. Yellow light coming up. Speed up or slow down? Speed up. Who is your poker nemesis? Uh, Frankie C. What's your favorite color? Uh, orange. Uh, what is your favorite childhood family holiday meal? Uh, Thanksgiving. Good one. And um, do you, if for tournament play again, are you someone who likes to register early or max late reg? Uh, max late reg. All right. Um, so last question here, and you can take your time with this one. Um, looking back on your life, you've lived a rich, full life. You've got a baby number two on the way, all the success in the poker world. If someone came up to you, put a gun to your head and said, you have to go back and do one thing differently. What would you do differently? Hmm. I think if I had to go back and do one thing differently, I would have. I don't know. Honestly, it is. This is a tough one. It's a very tough one. I don't want to. Uh, I guess I, 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 there aren't any major things that I would go back. I mean, I, I, I probably would tell myself not to be such a diehard Michigan State fan because it's <laughs> miserable. So I guess that's probably what I would have done differently. <laughs> All right, we'll take it. We'll take it. It might you, you might be a happier man in the long run. I guess we'll we'll yeah. we'll never know. But uh, I'm just doing some quick math here. Uh, 792 points. That's pretty good, man. Not bad. Not bad showing at all. Congratulations. Uh, up in the high 700s there. Um, the, the, all right. The well, other the other casino king is very proud of you, and I, my yes. background shows his <laughs> he looks very proud. He looks <laughs> he very looks proud. like me. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror down there. Um, all right, well, folks, uh, we're gonna let uh, Matt head out here in just a moment. Uh, before we do, though, so I, I guess I'll tell YouTube folks start typing the words uh, "food bank" into the YouTube chat. That's how you're gonna enter our raffle here. Um, and I'll just say, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but food insecurity is a, a real issue around the world. Uh, it might be some people in your own community, in your own neighborhood that are struggling to put food on the table or uh, uh, to feed a child or a loved one. And you never know who needs help. Um, and a great way to make a positive change in the world, a great way to um, get a high ROI on your donation is to donate some pantry items uh, or a few bucks out of your pocket or uh, a few hours of your time to a local food bank. And if you just pull out your smartphone, everyone's got one, and Google food banks near me, you'll find an organization in your area that could use your support. But in the meantime, just type the words food bank into the YouTube chat here and we will uh, award a prize to one of our raffle winners later tonight. Um, Matt, if people want to support what you're doing, say thanks for coming on the show, 
can they subscribe to something? Can they sign up for something? Can they stop you in the street and say some keyword to you? What's the best way for them to help you on your journey and to say thanks for coming on the Rec Vocal Podcast? Of course. Yeah, you guys can find me on Facebook, YouTube, um, Twitter, just the Casino King, the real Casino King, one of those. And if any of you are in Minnesota at Running Aces, please don't hesitate to come say hey. Uh, it always makes my day meeting everybody. Right on. Well, I really appreciate the time. And it was great to meet you a couple of weeks ago. I hope we get a chance to uh, play together again sometime real soon. And I'll just see you on that hellscape that we call Twitter in the meantime. Keep it up, bud. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, wrap up uh, this portion of the show with uh, some home game results. Compliments of the one and only John Somsky. And then we will give away a fantastic prize to one of our members in the YouTube chat. John, I'll remind you that you are muted. Please jump in here with some home game results. Yeah, and now I can't seem to find the uh, <laughs> web page that had those home game results. So, And while I'm... John's looking at that, we'll just look at the calendar and see what's happening. Now, it is uh, Monday night, and it's currently February 5th. This episode is going to come out on the 9th, which means that if you're a premium member and you're watching live, you can join us for the forums edition of the podcast, which we typically record just after this chat's edition of the podcast. So if you're a premium member, head on over to rec.poker and right there on the homepage, you'll find a calendar with links to all our events. There are so many events here at Rec Poker to take advantage of. The next one is the forums edition. How are you doing, John? All right. On January 29th, K-Poker wannabe Ron Payton Ron's got his first nightly victory for the year. Hmm. Noah H, no, well, Noah with several Noah. H's, uh, 1291, Noah Anderson got his second nightly victory for the year. Jay Sedum, Jeff S, got his second nightly victory for the year. Go for boy TJM, Taylor, got his <laughs> first daily mixed victory for the year. JMA USA, Jamea USA. Uh, Jun Nomoto, Nomoto got his first international victory for the year. Razi Q, Raz Corto got her first international victory for the year. And now then KB got his second, second LPP victory of the year. I was going to say, I recognize a lot of those names from last week's episode and the week before that. We've got a bunch of these people, um, some repeat winners in here. And I love it. When an international player wins the international series, J-May USA playing all the way from Japan, if I understand it correctly. Yep. Congratulations to June. And um, so, yeah, some fantastic repeat winners. What I mean, we get, I don't know, 50-something runners. Uh, sometimes we get a lot more than that. I think the, I'm not sure if we ever hit, hit 100. Have we hit 100, John? I, I don't believe so. No, I've we've been in the 90s that. several times. Yeah. But uh, to get to... Get to to get to the to get your name on the podcast, you are fighting your way through a pretty uh, wide field of serious amateur recreational poker players. So, congratulations, especially to those repeat winners on uh, on finding their way in. That's fantastic. Uh, Rob, did you have some? Oh, sorry, John. It easier for me on you know remembering and saying their names correctly, but evidently it doesn't really matter. No matter how many times they win, I'll still mess it up. I think your goldfish brain is adorable. And I'm so glad that every week it's like you're reading these names for the first time. I think it's just charming as hell, John. Never change. Never change. All Rob right. Washam, did you have something there? Yeah, we have the uh, results for the January ROI. Ah. 
Right. So first, first tell our listeners sort of what this is, and then uh, let's see who the big winners are this month. What we do is we take the results of each month's home games, and we're talking strictly the daily Hold'em games. So it does not include the uh, mixed games or either the, you know, the player of the year Hold'em game or the player of the year mixed game is not included. These are just regular every day, including the internationals. And we looked up what the ROI of these players are for the month. So in other words, how much money have they made versus how much money they have spent? And that's how generally how tournament players um, look at their results and understand how they're doing as an overall player. So we're doing it month to month. And for this month, we are going to highlight the rec poker or the wrecking crew members that are in the top five. But we're also going to recognize the top five premium members that are not rec poker players. And the prize is going to go to the number one premium member. And Jim, can you remember what the prize is? I, even I can. Uh, if you are the premium member with the highest ROI in the month, then you have won an invitation to come on the Rec Poker podcast and join the panel here. Um, all you, you know, when when Rob announces the winner, you can email in to claim your prize. We'll share uh, the guests that are coming up over the next little while, and then you can choose which week you'd like to show up, which guest you'd like to meet over Zoom, ask some questions, make a connection. Um, it's just a fun way to reward some of our excellent premium members for their excellence on the E felt. Um, a great idea for that Rob's been putting together here. Way to go, Rob. No problem. Um, so we'll go through the results now. The number one player happens to be a Wrecking Crew member. I'm shocked. And his name is Gopher Boy oh, JM. God. All right. Fine. 219% Ooh. ROI. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now, and he's only played four games. <laughs> Which so is the minimum, right? You have to play. Right, you four have to games. play at least four games. So there's some people that may have more because they played once and won, but right. he played four games and was at 219% ROI. I will mention to our listeners, Taylor Moss is one of the Wrecking Crew members that offers coaching through our coaching program here. Uh, very affordable. The guy has results, just like uh, Chris and Kim and Rob and I and uh, some other uh, Wrecking Crew members that enjoy coaching with our with our members. If you go to rec.poker slash coaching, find a way to be like Taylor Moss. Oh, God, that feels weird just saying it. But, <laughs> I mean, he is a talented poker player. Say what you will about the guy. He is definitely a talented <laughs> poker player. Definitely. And the number one premium member. Um, this person seems to show up quite a bit every month. When we run our ROI, and his name is Max Chaos, twenty-one. Hey, there you go, Greg Clem, who has been on the podcast a number of times. He's the guy that interviews the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. So uh, um, anyway, he's he was at two hundred and twelve. Then the next one actually has a is another Wrecking Crew member, mm. and he has a goal this year of winning twenty games. Yeah, his 21. Is 21. 20, is it 21? He wants to yeah. beat what's his name? <laughs> he wants to beat Dave. He wants to beat he Dave. Won, or, yeah, or, yeah, that's uh, right. No, and Jacob. Yeah, Jacob had that crazy Jacob, goal as Jacob well a couple Kiki. years ago. Kiki, yeah. Yeah. 
But um, this is East the one Coast, and only East Coast bitter. East Coast bitter Ben Enslow. That's right. At one hundred and forty-four percent. So Amazing. he's staying true to his his uh, goal, and he's playing a lot, and he's coming in hot every time. Should we okay, should we break some news? Should we break some news about Ben? He he doesn't usually get to join us here on the on the chat yeah, edition the of the podcast. Timing is pretty bad for him. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, do we want but, to? I mean, is that is that okay? Is he? Okay I, I think he. I think he. I think he'd be okay with it. Um, All right. He might have I, to. I think I'd be very speech. clear about that. I'd be careful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, you're right. You, I'll, you I'll, have a I'll, tendency I'll... to dox people in names. <laughs> <laughs> and I know what, you, what you're talking about. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd, I'd check with him. I'd, I'd All just, right. I'll I'm double check. He did yeah. say he, he, did, he has mentioned it on his stream. So I know it's something yeah. that's going yeah. out there. But no, no, no. You're right. There's, I, I'll, I'll double check. Tune in <laughs> next week if you want some, some juicy goss on what's happening behind the scenes. Oh, he's doing. He's in the chat. Ben's in the YouTube chat. All right, Ben, we're doing it. Um, ben, <laughs> I am so freaking excited for this guy. Uh, East Coast Bitter, he, he's going to have to change his name to Papa Bitter or, you know, East Coast Daddy or something because his and his, uh, he and his fantastic uh, partner, Brianna, are welcoming a, a little baby Enslow into the family. There's going to be another East Coast Bitter out there. Uh, so congratulations to Ben. I'm so excited for you, man. And um, thanks for letting us all know about it. We, we, you know, some of us have heard behind closed doors. Um, we're super excited for you. Um, so many wonderful congratulations. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll hear you'll hear more from us in person. But I'm excited to be able to spread this news on the Rec Poker Podcast. Uh, there's going to be a new Enslow in the world. We couldn't be we couldn't be happier for you. Although, listen, brother. That's gonna dent. That's gonna take a dent in your ability to play in a lot of these home games. So, like, I know you've set the goal of twenty-one for this year, which is a bold, bold, brave goal. Um, and I just want you to know, like, better get some, get, you know, get get ahead of it, brother, because you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have a busy summer. Joe, did you have something? What I, I do want to say that and watch if you ever get a, a chance to watch, or at least previously to watch some of uh, Ben's Twitch streams, he clearly has the quilt. Necess needed for having a baby. He's got the best <laughs> quilts I've ever seen, and he just kind of wraps himself up in where he used to play. So he's 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 ready to go. <laughs> That's awesome. And Ben's getting a lot of love here in the YouTube chat. Well deserved. Um, one of my favorite things about Ben is that he was at the table for my very first Rec Poker home game when I joined Rec Poker back in 2019, um, when the home game club had just gotten started. Uh, I had Ben two seats to my left and Chad McVean. Uh, two seats further over, and that was my introduction to rec poker. Two class acts, two fantastic uh, rec poker folks. So I always have a soft spot in my heart um, for Ben Enslow. And I think I also reached out on Twitter because I liked his like avatar and didn't know that he was that same friendly Canuckian that had been playing at the home game club. Anyway, Ben, congratulations and congratulations on winning the ROI for the month of January. Rob, we no, call he, that a rabbit hole. No, he didn't. He didn't win the ROI. He's oh yeah, Greg won third. <laughs> Gopher Boy TJM Max right. Chaos then East Coast Bitter came in third. Now for the as far as I'm premium, concerned, 
Ben yeah. and Greg, they won, and we can just skip the top one. You know. Yeah, isn't, we're just isn't a baby worth like five hundred percent ROI? So. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> he, pro- he produced life for crying out loud, and you're like. <laughs> Yeah, but so is Taylor, and uh, I don't know. That's true. That's true. We don't know about Greg, but yeah. And I know the next person has his name is Spot Conlon. Ah. Came in fourth, but second in our premium members. Right, my favorite villain. I love playing against him. Ah. Uh, He usually takes advantage of me, but every now and again, I get one up over him. So it's been fun. And then we had Bone Crusher 14 at 99%. Amazing. Beat Chip. Charles oh, Allen Charles. at 84%. And then Now You Set It at 79% ah. came in fifth in the premium members. So that's our ROI for January. Those are some great results for um, our Rec Poker premium members. And I'm not going to... I guess we can, we can dox a couple of those people because I know like... Um, uh, Marcel Dusik is uh, one of those people, and uh, his name's often in the winner's circle. And I think um, Spot Collin, we can say, is Dan Kennedy. And I will say, he knows how to jam the fun in. He knows how to oh, jam no pack uh, an experience <laughs> into the poker table. There's no doubt about that. We had a lot of fun hanging out. And he's also the only gold rec poker pin winner in yes. in history so far. Yep. And his, and if you ever, if you're on X, go check out Ace Rag Off. And he has put some very funny tweets out there. He's not <laughs> afraid to um, mix it up a little bit in X, let's just say. Yeah, that's right. Well, Rob, thanks for um, your. Uh, oh, yeah, John. Not a, I just wanted to let everyone know that's not a drug reference. That's the <laughs> social media platform formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Popularly known as Twitter, I think, is how we're <laughs> going to be referring to it uh, over here. Or just the hellscape. I've thought about just going with the hellscape. Um, all right. Right on. And Rob, thanks for putting that together. And uh, uh, yeah, Greg, send that email, uh, jim at rec.poker, and let us know um, which guest you'd like to meet and um, how we can arrange your coming on the podcast as a non-interviewer panelist. So I'm excited for that. Uh, let me see, folks. Should we give away a prize and pack this up? Is there anything else coming up that people should be talking about? It's about to be Marek Madness time. We'll wait until we have uh, Taylor Moss available to share some more details about that. But that's going to be an exciting uh, series of events all throughout the month of March. Um, Chris, I think we saw I got, only got two entries I can't believe all these people watching. We only have two people typing the words food bank in uh, for free. I see Eric Anderson and the RRRCCC. Is that what uh, is that what you see as well? I don't want Phil that to show up and get, get Poppy on us here with a deep, deep dive. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't need an investigation. Although it sounds like from our last episode, that's that's not really what he's doing anymore. No, so it's true. Maybe we're you gonna, won't change. We can probably just now that we can just run wild. And he's, he's <laughs> let's not going to make it all up. He's not going to run us it down. Up. Yeah. Let's make um, it up as we go. All right. I'm having trouble with my, uh, so I'm doing something different. I've got two okay. dice in my hand. One right. is a six sider. One is a 20 sider. I'm shaking them up. Uh, we'll say Eric is the six sider. The RRCC is the 20 sider. Pick a hand right or left. Okay. My left. I don't know what you well. Your 
My yeah, pick my your hand. left. I don't know. Okay, my your left. left. Your left. It's the twenty sider. Which okay. one did I say? I think I said that was that was the RRCC, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So congratulations to the RRCC. <laughs> You're you're like a well-oiled machine. Oh, we are getting good at this. We got got Jim saying, "Is the is the dice coming out of my ear? Is this some sort of strange magic trick that we're doing here? I don't understand." It's finally took us to episode five fifty nine to really really nail this whole thing. Yeah, that was well done. That was well polished. That really well. And let's not. We might have made history today using a die in the like weirdest possible way to determine the outcome of something i don't i don't think that's ever been done before a random choice between two dice i, I think we're like making history i think I we are making history i think there's a reason that they've never been done before but <laughs> <laughs> logical consistency oh, you're gonna see this reasonableness. now everywhere. this is gonna be oh. everywhere we're, we're, we're trendsetters man this is where it all started this is where it all started look back look back in 2025 2026 you're gonna see people Using dice in different pockets, in different hands, pulling them behind people's ears. It's it's going to take the world by storm. Um, and the RRRCCC, uh, you have one before, so you know the drill. Send an email to info at rec.poker, and you will be able to choose between a number of fantastic prizes available to you. And yeah, Eric Anderson, he's throwing the red flag. He wants a replay. Which which die did Chris say was going to? Well, we, we might have to review the footage. Well, it's a good thing this is recorded, so we yeah. can we can figure that out. But, but if if Eric is challenging, we can uh, we can go back and review. We can go back to the tape. So Eric, when, listen to this podcast when it comes out on Friday. Just you've already enjoyed the podcast, but skip to the end. And if uh, if we got the dice um, screwed up. Email me and we'll just give away two prizes this month or this week. What's the worst thing that could happen um, if we if we get prize audited? I'll tell them it was my mistake. I'll take the I'll take the fall, guys. Don't worry. Um, the 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 prize IRS will not uh, have their way with us here. We're just going to make it happen. But congratulations to uh, the RRCCC send that email. Okay, we're going to head off and record the forums edition of the podcast. If you think we get off the rails here on the chats edition, just wait till we actually have to debate some strategy content. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to take a forum post from the free Rec Poker forums and uh, talk about it on the air with our poker friends. Um, Gang, is there anything else that we should uh, remind our listeners about before we pat this baby on the butt and roll on out of here? Doesn't look like it. Okay, well then, without any further ado, I want to thank uh, the real Casino King, uh, Rob Washam, Joe Coolis, John Somsky, and Chris Jones. Of course, uh, the Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino. They've got an event coming up February 7th to 11th for the love of money. Go check it out. And thanks for your support, everyone. We'll see you next week on the Rec Poker Podcast. Yeah.